B-Pod Studios. Video games. Yes, you can! Comic books. Nothing is impossible. Sci-fi. Just anime. Do it! If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. What are you waiting for? This is Nerd Radio. Make your dreams come true! It's another week in Nerd Radio on the podcast page at WRAF.com or wherever you're getting your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. We're also in Boston. Rock929rocks.com. Absolutely. And you can, of course, watch us on Twitch TV every week at twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. Man, I love how that comes together. Well, we do it eight or nine hundred times. We're bound to get it right eventually. It's like yeah. the one thing we have down. That's, yes. the, one, That's yes, it. The, yeah. the one thing is is doing the intro to each segment of the uh, of the show. So we you, remembered websites. Yeah, we did. And uh, well, speaking of memory, let's get this out of the way now. Al, what'd you do this weekend? <laughs> no idea. Nothing. <laughs> just absolutely. Just nothing. Oh God, damn it! No, we had a conversation. There was something that you and I talked about, and you said stop. Let's have this conversation on the podcast. My 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 exact quote was, "I know I'm playing with fire here. Yes. <laughs> However, can you please remember to talk about this tomorrow mm-hmm. when we're on the podcast?" The thing yeah. that we were talking about was you also listened to a Star Trek podcast. Oh yeah, and you were talking a week because well, I don't remember why we were talking about this. I'm backing up. I'm backing up. I'm getting you there. Uh, oh yeah, now I remember. There you go. Over the weekend. <laughs> I shared a Facebook uh, a Facebook story about Robin Williams was evidently supposed to be in an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. God damn it! He was he was a big <laughs> yeah, fan. Man, you had to lead me by the hand. I typically do. Uh, Jesus, I got to make sure you don't wander alarming. into traffic, man. Oh God! But there, uh, Robin Williams, much like we've told the story on the on the show before, I should say Al's told the story because he does remember that story. Uh, that Whoopi Goldberg was a huge Star Trek yes. fan, mm-hmm. uh, and and the first season of Next Generation they didn't have her on because they didn't believe that it was actually her that wanted to be on Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, they found it hard to believe that she wanted to be a part of the show. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, she. So James remembers it too. So see? I I can just excuse myself now. I've got nothing to offer. You know, Are you expecting me to regale the story about no, Whoopi Goldberg? And not Star Trek? At all. Okay, not at all. Say, no, I don't know funny. all the details. It's funny I that you know. remember the story as well. Yeah, that was an interesting fact. It was right. a fun little uh, Star Trek fact. I hope that so, it pops up on Jeopardy so I can impress people. <laughs> Yeah. And I watch Jeopardy at my house with me and be like, uh, that's Whoopi Goldberg. What is Whoopi? Who is Whoopi Goldberg? What is Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, now I've got you covered on some Star Trek as we, again, re- with that uh, Trivial Pursuit. That was a mess. Right. I don't no, know that as much Star Trek as I thought. It but was awful. Star Trek and MASH, I got you covered. I don't remember anything else. So apparently a similar story happened with Robin Williams. He was a huge fan of Star Trek The Next Generation and contacted the the people that were working on it, and they wrote an episode way in one of the deep seasons specifically for him to be on, and by the time they got around to it, he could not be there for you know reasons. Because he was all tied up playing Mork on Mork and Mindy? I think, it was, I think it was after Mork and Mindy. It might have been around the Popeye days. Oh, yeah, yeah, this would have been uh, early 90s at this point. Right. Yeah. But so they weren't going to just trash the episode, so they got the uh, guy who was Max Headroom, who's been in a ton of stuff, and his, his name escapes me. I remember he was the, he was the trash man in the uh, Stephen King's The Stand yeah. miniseries, which was kind of cool. I know he was the villain in the Generation X, X-Men live-action like pilot. But uh, I'm always happy when I see him. He's one of those character actors. Like, I don't know who you are, but when I see your face, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. And he ended up playing the Robin Williams thing. 
Yeah. For the uh, for the next gen fans, it's the episode where the historian comes back from he's he, from the future comes back to witness an event that the Enterprise takes place in. Right. And you know, well, there's obviously a twist at the end, but yeah. uh, that the role of the histor- historian that was going to be Robin Williams, but was tied up and had to yeah. And I the reason the whole thing with the podcast came up because I had just recently watched that episode because there's a there's a podcast I listen to with some comedy writers, a couple of guys who work for the Goldbergs on ABC, okay. uh, and they watch and review episodes of Next Generation, and that's the premise of the podcast, and um, I, that's the next episode. And I use you know like I, I like the podcast, I like obviously Next Gen is my favorite, so I'll. Watch the episode before I listen to the podcast. So these guys like kind of mystery science theater like the episodes, sort of, sort of yeah. The comedy writers, right? yeah. Are they watching because they actually enjoy it? Or are they watching? Yeah, the rip one, on it. The one is a is a Star Trek super fan, uh, Matt Myra, and then his uh, co host uh, Andrew Secunda is a fan of the original series, and he also watched Voyager, but had never seen Next Generation. So that's how what started the little journey uh, to watch right. the show together. But that was the the thing I wanted to talk about is because I also listened to an, an X-Men related podcast mm-hmm. where they will go through segments of the uh, comic book and talk about that kind of stuff. And, and I, I enjoy those particular types of podcasts because, for one thing, they do a ton more research than we do. They're oh, not just yeah. sitting down in a room talking about stuff. But we have a good time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to shock anyone, but there's zero prep work that goes into this. Uh, you speak for yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, Chuck, Chuck spent some time. I spend a little bit of time looking some stuff up. How dare you, Al? You know what? Spend that much time looking things up. (laughs) (laughs) The truth comes out. (laughs) Yeah, Sean was in here watching me scramble furiously to look stuff up for for this week's Nerd Radio. Um, The the one week Chuck came in and said, I've got really nothing this week, just started sweating. (laughs) Well, was the sweat because he had nothing, or was it because he was. He was down with that hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, the oh, hacksaw yeah, yeah, virus. Yeah, he had, he had, he had ha- hacksaw's wood. He had him hanging down. on hacksaw's wood and got an STD. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that'll teach me. Uh, but the thing that I wanted to bring up is that it's interesting in both of those cases, the, these, these, uh, this is genre of podcasts that are almost nostalgia hits, mm-hmm. uh, where, wherein either, like you were saying, you will, you will watch the episode before you yeah. listen to the podcast. Whereas I do almost the reverse with my X-Men podcast. I will listen to it, and they'll remind me of a particular grouping of issues, and then I'll go back and find them. Sure. And, and read through them and be like, yeah, this was really cool. Well, it's funny that you put it when you talk about, like, like well, going back and watching it. Well, so I'll watch these episodes and go, and they're very critical of them. I mean, it's supposed to be comedy, so they'll rip them apart, these sure. episodes. and. You know, I'll go. You know, that was a, that was a good episode. I forgot about that one, and then and then they'll tear it to shreds. And be like, yeah, that, I guess that wasn't really all that great anyway. But, <laughs> but I don't know. So yeah, our podcast has now become about podcasts. So we're those guys. We're like the podcast inception. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hear a podcast that talks about other podcasts. Absolutely. So oh uh, for our for our Twitch TV listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in to hear a podcast talking about podcasts. We appreciate so that. Many layers. Yeah. Let's talk about some stuff that aren't podcasts. Uh, the last episode of Preacher was yep. uh, this past Sunday. I don't. You you weren't kind of watching it very steadily, were you? Oh no, I, I watched it uh, yesterday. Oh, did you watch that final episode? I'm interested. How? What did you feel about it, uh, Shawnee? I know you, you're kind of you're the guy that got me into Preacher mm. comic the comic book wise. Were you watching the show at all? Yes, although I have not uh, even breached uh, this final season yet. Okay, do we need to do we need to avoid spoilers? For no, you? not at all. Okay, because we can, we will. Well, I forgot all the spoilers, so Excellent. yeah. Well, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. don't remember. Well, we wouldn't do all the spoilers anyway because we like to give it a couple of weeks. Sure. You know, if someone 
is listening to the podcast who is a preacher watcher. So like you're you're not there's gonna be any crazy spoilers in this, but right. I I enjoyed it. I did like the way it ended. I mean, I liked uh, that final season. I mean, really, the second season. How far along you just the the yeah I'm up to this final up season. to the up yeah. to the recent okay. Um, I mean, th- Chuck and I think agree that the second season was a little weak, almost lost it, but they kind of brought it back in yeah. the third season. And I thought the the last one was good too. It was a good season. I was curious how what you're now that the show is over and we're the three of us all being fans of the comic. Like it is obviously a very very different animal. Mm, yes, between the, the TV show and the comic, and I would I wouldn't say I didn't I disliked the TV show, uh, but at the same time I feel like now that it's over with the way things wrapped up. Um, you are doing yourself a disservice if you do not go and find those books. Oh, I mean, obviously, you got to read the comics. There, there are plenty of things in those books that I did not get to see in the show that I, I would have liked to. And that's not like it sounds like a complaint, but really it isn't because they gave you a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I, this is not much of a spoiler, but I was reading that the very last thing they shot for this final episode was the fight between Jesus Christ and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> there, there is a fist fight just, between Jesus Christ just, and Adolf Hitler. I love just saying that out loud. And yeah. Jesus Christ chokes Adolf Hitler to death while Adolf Hitler screams Jew at him. <laughs> Wowie. <laughs> And so like bizarre. that is the irreverence of the show. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I. It's hard to measure which was more irreverent when it came to the, you know, the biblical stuff. But well, you know, this is what'll get James to watch the show. You can see Jesus break dance. Jesus break dance. Well, you guys kind of had me with Jesus fighting Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know. Like, like, maybe I should check it out. If you hear know, about but, that and that's yeah. not a show you want to watch, then I don't know that yeah. almost anything else is going to get you. So bizarre. <laughs> So weird. Yeah, for sure. But it's uh, interesting. And that's Tyson Ritter from All American Rejects. That plays, he plays uh, Adolf, or he plays, he plays uh, Jesus, Humperdue, Jesus and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is Humperdue. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it was a really fun show. It was it was great to see uh, characters like Cassidy. Uh, yeah. Just uh, much like the boys on Amazon Prime, you're you're watching these characters come almost right off the page. Yeah. And you know just be the character you read in the books but the circumstances become drastically different and correct me if i'm wrong but they basically sort of ran out of time right i mean like they weren't going to do another season like they they, i mean like you said there's stuff that you didn't get from the comics that you would have liked to right but they amc wasn't going to do another season of this like it was successful but not enough is that right if i'm remembering that correctly as we've established i remember nothing correctly so it's really the impression i got right like four seasons doesn't seem like what they would have loved to have had right sure it never caught the road trip quality of the original series, I think, yeah. um, mm. because each season was fairly stationary in the spots they were at. But but when they hit certain characters, they just crushed it. I mean, yeah. Star in the second Hair season. Hair Star is phenomenal. Is so off the charts, on point in terms of the comic, and also just wrong in terms of everything <laughs> about this, yeah. Yeah. this human being that is being portrayed. And I think that's what the show did really well is it hit some grand slams but mm. it also you know not not some of the stuff fell a little flatter and uh but the high points i really think are worth it because you see stuff like hitler, uh, <laughs> hitler and jesus <laughs> going toe to toe jesus and you're not going to yeah. get that anywhere else and it no. certainly has the spirit of garth ennis yes. in that way yeah absolutely yeah no, i completely agree with that so i mean uh, all in all thumbs up like you said though there's yeah. stuff missing 
So go back and get the comics if you haven't yet. I got to see the Santa Killer's face down a tank, but I did not get to see him walk out of a nuclear mushroom cloud and spit at the ground and say, not enough gun, which yeah. is such a significantly <laughs> yeah. badass moment in the comics. Yeah, but again, that character was great in the series. They did a really good job mm, of the yeah. Santa Killers uh, yeah. on the show. Even, so. even I, I, I remember going, going, I'm going back now and I'm reading the, the trade paperbacks now that the show is over. It's inspired me. I was like, man, I want to read that book again. It's been you know at least a year yeah. since I've read Preacher and remembering reading it the first time and going when they make this if they do not get Clint Eastwood to be the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just grizzled old angry ass uh Gran Torino Clint Eastwood yeah like would, would have been perfect but they did I saw the trailer he's in a new movie where he's like a drug mule or yeah. something <laughs> what are you doing Clint I don't know I don't know You're but I the... have to check my caboose <laughs> yeah right. and the very <laughs> <laughs> the very the very last scene of Preacher is great because uh, somebody, a character I, d- I don't want to spoil, asks Cassidy, uh, will I ever see you again, Mr. Cassidy? And he kind of almost looks at the camera and says, Jesus, I hope so, and then walks into the sunshine mm. and, and catches fire. And it's really kind of a, um, a melancholy mm-hmm. ending to the whole thing. And and I agree. I, I, I Jesus, I would, I would really hope to see this again yeah. in some way, shape, or form. So go read Preacher, and while you're at it, read The Boys, if you haven't, especially if you haven't seen yeah, the yeah, uh, Prime show yet. Yeah, because that's coming back on Amazon Prime for a second season. And it's gonna be, the first season was so good. Have you watched? Oh, yeah. You did? Excellent okay. show. Good. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how, that, uh, how, they, how they continue that, considering how many very wrong things happen in that comic <laughs> book. Well, I think that's why they went Prime this time. They went something premium. Yeah. You know, they don't have uh, you know, standards and practices that they have over at AMC. Even though you can get away with more on cable. Right. You know, uh, uh, it's still basic cable, so there are still. I a feel few. like I feel like with the streaming services now that there's, I don't know that there are standards and practices. I think it's kind of the wild west in that, like, look, you right. are downloading a server, you know, paying for a service. You you will rate it and let you know, hey, bad stuff's gonna happen. Right. Um, but you you're the one clicking on the thing. Yeah. So well, it's the same along the lines of an HBO or a Cinemax or something like that. You can get away with a lot more because it's a premium service. Right. So Netflix and Prime and all that other stuff, Hulu, you can you can get away with that stuff because well, under the same guise of HBO. Yeah, for sure. But AMC is still basic cable, so Preacher had limitations. Yeah. Well, I've got uh, I've got a little bit more comic book news to get to, and uh, also, of course, the huge news in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Spider Man mm. is back. Uh, we'll get to that and some wrestling news. This is quite possibly the biggest week in professional wrestling in uh, in its history in a long, long time. Oh, well, my God, I can't wait. I'm sure you can't. Eric Abanis coming in to uh, join us. And, of course, Shawnee Constant joining us for uh, this week's Nerd Radio. We're back in a minute. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. I'm Tony Maiello and you're listening to Nerd Radio. You have a dizzying Wait till I get going! Where was I? Welcome back to more Nerd Radio. Wherever you get in your podcast, it's part of the B-Pod Studios Network, all over your social media at Nerd Radio 101, and of course, Wednesday afternoon on Twitch TV backslash, twitch.tv backslash Checkpoint XP. Look at that, he did it without us. I tried to do it at Very least good. once. 
He had to officially say backslash. Everybody <laughs> else is like, Dude, yeah. slash. So, yes, uh, yeah. So maybe don't backslash, just regular slash. Chuck is a little bit older than we are. It's true. It's true. I, we, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. Because <laughs> He's still typing in the HTTP. I am. Uh, I finally, finally moved our email over. So yeah. if you want to email us, now our email is nerdradio101 as well. As uh, as all the social media, but at, at gmail. Is it still at right? aol.com? No, it is not. No, it's, it's hotmail. Hotmail. <laughs> You've got mail. Uh, no, it's Gmail, right? But the reason I yeah, it is Gmail. Okay. The reason the reason I did that is to get us uh, rolling in the next couple of weeks. We are going to have a YouTube channel where you can uh, go and check out clips of the show mm-hmm. and uh, segments of the show if you you know want to see our beautiful faces. It's a handsome room. It is. <laughs> a room. I just like I, I like the silence. That they <laughs> yeah, never the came deafening the room. silence. Yeah, for sure. All right, I got a couple more comic book things, uh, stories to talk about. One of them is a book that came out last week. I was telling you guys about the Harley Quinn book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this one kind of slipped under my radar, even though I was very excited for it. And I didn't get to read it until uh, later on in the week. Marvel's been doing this thing the last couple of months. Well, they will take a creative team from some iconic run back in, say, the 70s or 80s. Obviously, the members, the artists and the writer have to still be alive in order to pull this off. And they'll make a kind of a one-shot that takes place in a specific time frame when a book was huge. And the one that came out last week was The New Mutants. Mm -hmm. It is written by Chris Claremont and is drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz, who I only this year discovered that how much I enjoyed The New Mutants books. But it's called New Mutants War Children, and if you are a fan of uh, 80s New Mutants comics, definitely highly recommended. All the different characters that you remember there, Ileana, uh, uh, Colossus' little sister Magic, and uh, Warlock, and Doug Ramsey are all there. Kitty Pride is in the book. It's been a while since I've read Chris Claremont writing Kitty Pride so well. Actually, it's been a while since I've read Chris Claremont writing almost anything so well. I was going to say, because you're kind of uh, hit and miss on him, right? Every time he comes back to the X-Men, I don't enjoy it. And I, 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 I think it's probably because when he was originally writing it, he didn't have editors on top of him being like, like X-Men, when they handed it to Chris Claremont back in like the late 70s, was a book that was on its way out the door. Ooh. Like it did not have a whole bunch of people reading it. And mm-hmm. he turned it over a 17 or 18 year period into a book that was one of the biggest comic books in comic books. Um, yeah, our old production guy, Gags, like that was his jam right there was yeah. Chris Claremont. And that's how I got into the New Mutant stuff is just before he moved out to Florida, he gave me a bunch of comics. Like I did, yeah, he was like, give Al some comics and then take what you want out of the rest. And a big part of that was a bunch of New Mutants and X-Factor comics yeah. that, I, that I really enjoyed. So when I saw this book was coming out, I was like, I got to see this. It's going to be cool. And it did not disappoint. It's a four ninety nine book, which is a little pricier than usual. but Well, it, they do that. Yeah, if you're a fan of the, the old 80s New Mutants, you're definitely going to dig that. Next week, next week is the Year of the Villain Joker, number one. Okay. Uh, written by uh, John Carpenter, the horror movie director. Interesting. And I didn't know this until I was looking it up because I saw that it was coming out next week and I wanted to see... Uh, I read like a little thing about John Carpenter writing because I I don't think John Carpenter has written very many comics if he's written any, but of course he's done like uh, the Thing mm-hmm. and uh, Escape from New York and a whole bunch of you know great movies. Um, it's co-written by Anthony Birch, and if you don't know that name, he's the guy that wrote Borderlands Two. Oh, really? So you've got John Carpenter and Anthony Birch writing this book about the Joker. It's in very interesting. Current continuity. I. 
I got to see what that looks like. Right. I absolutely got to see. Because I love the writing in Borderlands, too. Like, the humor and, and everything is just hilariously fun. So, something to look forward to comic book-wise. That's a thing that, I don't know, maybe if Worm pulls that comic for me, yeah, I'll get right. it. But I might not go out of my way for it. All right, well, let's talk about something that uh, I, I, feel, I feel very jaded because I'm like, of course this was going to happen. Spider-Man's back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yay. Yeah, everybody seems extremely happy about this, except possibly Sony. I was going to say, do you feel like this was Sony playing hardball and then Disney's like, we don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, we were going to make some money and we can't make a decent movie. Right. No, I, I, it feels like Sony, they, I, I, there was so much money on the table. I don't see how they could have not done this yeah it, it just seems so silly to me but uh yeah the 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 deal is as far as i saw here is that disney is going to put up 25 percent of the budget for the third spider-man movie in exchange for 25 percent of the profits and uh I, I remember the story we read a couple of weeks ago when they when they had their falling out the idea was that uh sony was putting up all the budget and taking all the profits from the movies because disney got all the profits from video games and t-shirts and comic books and, and all that stuff yeah and uh, the Disney wanted a little bit more money because, of course, they need it. Yeah. <laughs> but the the end result is we will get our third Spider-Man movie. We will find out the you know the the big cliffhanger at the end of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. We will yeah. find out how that goes. And a really interesting rumor I'd read is that uh, Charlie Cox may return as Matt Murdock to play Peter's lawyer. Really? For that for that third Spider-Man movie. That's interesting. I know that there there was uh, another thing that I'd read that. Um, the the people that work in the with the Marvel Cinematic Universe they want to bring back uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin. They really really enjoyed his Kingpin so in the Daredevil show, and they want to bring him back. He was so good. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean that was that was kind of part of the. There was references made. I mean the the Netflix shows. They were supposed to happen in the same. And they were supposed to be part of the MCU. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I, it's, I don't think it would be silly to recast any of these characters. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Like if you if you happen to have Jessica Jones show up, it needs to be Kristen Ritter. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It would be it would be exceptionally strange. Yeah. To have somebody else playing a character that you've already established. Though right. this, we are in our third Spider Man. So. Well, it's true, but again, the other Spider Men were not part of the MCU. So yeah. there, there's the argument I'm making again that even though they were Netflix shows, and we all know that's why. Yeah. All these shows kept getting canceled on Netflix is because Disney was. You know, starting their streaming service, and they probably wouldn't renew any of these. Uh... For as many like, uh, let, let's take the 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 shows, the television shows, which apparently they're going to try and uh, merge better with the or or make continuity wise with the movies a little bit more than they have. But let's take the shows off the table. Okay, Disney and Marvel have been so good at casting these perfect actors and actresses to be the. Are there any that you guys think like they missed? Because there's so many, you you look at Tom hmm. Holland as Spider Man, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's Spider Man. Or you look at, um, oh, what is it, um, Chris Pratt in Star, in the, yeah. and you can't like, I can't picture anybody else being that character. Like he's encompassed that character. Chris Evans has done a fantastic Captain America. Well, we've talked about on the podcast that I don't like Iron Man, but I enjoy the movie version because of Robert Downey Jr. Right. So, but is there anybody in the movies that is you know showed up? You're like, nah. God, uh, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody. No. What about you, James? Not really. I am. Um, I'd have to go through. I'd have to see yeah. like a picture of all the actors and the characters. Right. Sure. And I mean, they go got Agent there. Smith to be Red Skull for Christ's sake. Like, come it's on, true. it's perfect. 
That was that was a really cool cool Hugo casting. whatever his name is. Right. Hugo Weaving. Weaving, yeah. Yes. Um have you guys seen anything about the uh so apparently while they were filming Avengers Endgame, uh the the director started a fantasy football league with a bunch of the the principal actors and they're all playing for like different charities and it's going on right now. It's um let me see if I can pull it up here. The AGBO Superhero Fantasy Football League, it's called. You can look it up on ESPN. But uh, each of them, uh, like Chris Evans has a, a team. Paul Rudd is in there. Anthony Mackie, Robert Downey Jr., Karen Gillan, uh, Ryan Reynolds, who was not in the Avengers movie whatsoever. <laughs> but but I like that Deadpool snuck his way in there, did. though. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt are, are part of it. Uh, Tom Holland's got a team. Even Elizabeth Olsen has a team. But the fun part of this is if you follow any of these actors and actresses on social media, each week, whenever they're supposed to play each other, they will put up trash talk videos. Okay. And uh, Ryan Reynolds, by far, is great is the best at these oh yeah of course because like i think he played chris evans team in the first week and he will take every opportunity every week to essentially be like chris evans man yeah that guy <laughs> <laughs> every video <laughs> he will do that but uh it wasn't this past I, I think it was last week that his team was playing karen gillen's team and she went about making a video uh, to, you know, she's like, I'm not really good at this trash talking thing, but he said a lot of mean things about me. So I think actions speak louder than words. And she goes to the store and buys like a Spider-Man Lego figure and then puts it, it like burns it with hairspray. <laughs> and it's like, take that Reynolds. <laughs> and then there's this, there's this uh, voice off camera. It's like, you know, he's Deadpool, right? And she looks up shocked like, he's which one now? <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. It's uh, amazing. You, oh, Amy Pond. Yeah, no, it's it, it, she's got great like comedic timing. Yeah, and if you're not, you know, if you're not already following, you know, like Chris Evans and Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd and stuff like that, these videos alone are are you know a, a, a couple minutes of entertainment every week. Yeah. you can you can check out for sure. Uh, she also the, when she edited the video at the end of it, they showed the little Lego the Lego Spider Man like burning and charred, and she dubbed in the part from Avengers uh, Infinity War where he's like, "Mr. Stark, I don't want to go." I don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. And Disney made her pay for that. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That cost her eight million dollars. <laughs> Uh, last bit of Marvel Cinematic Universe I want to talk about is I saw this story that James Gunn has started filming The Suicide Squad, the sequel to the original Suicide Squad movie. And on the first day, Marvel sent him a scrapbook of all the stuff that they like, all these pictures and, and whatnot that they've done with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He will be back for the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like they're trying to do something to make him feel guilty that he's working for the, I don't, other, uh, I guess. the team now? I like, think so. Or just to to try and, like, you know, poke fun. Like, hey, we know you're working for the other guys right now, but remember, you're coming back, so don't say anything you can't take back. Hmm. I don't know. Didn't he end up with DC because they tried to, like, try to cut ties with him over the old tweets or whatever? Right. So they didn't want him anymore, and then he took the job for suicide? I don't know. Yeah. But, it was was, you know, the timing is, is funny. It's a win for James Gunn fans. I haven't seen a DC movie in many, many, many years. Certainly yeah. none of this current wave, but that's one I'll jump in on because he did such a great job with Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and creating a tone that is almost universally lovable. And I, I'm hoping he can bring something like that to uh, to the Suicide Squad. What was the last DC movie you showed up for? Did you did you do the Christopher Nolan Batman Dark yeah, Knight trilogy? Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, the third one would have been it. And okay. I, I wasn't a fan, actually. Uh, I liked the first two. 
sure. a lot. The third one left me uh, a little, a little wanting. Yeah, sure. I thought yeah. I thought it was a little long, and I, I, I remember when I saw it, and and I've said for years afterwards that like I didn't like Batman Begins because it took so long for him to get to actually be Batman, mm. and then the third one it was just like, oh my god, there's so many things have happened. When is this movie over? When is the climax of this movie? I feel like the the middle one with the Joker is the one that you know like. Okay, you gotta see that. When is the climax? A question we've all asked so many times. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know when the climax is. Yeah. You'll know. You'll know. Are you sure? <laughs> You'll know. Is it? Is it a feeling? Is it like a? Do you just like when you're ready for a towel? <laughs> the climax <laughs> has happened. All right. I take your word for it. I'm not sure. Oh, classic James. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a uh, comment on the significance of the second act of that third Batman movie, but I think that I didn't, that was knocked out of play. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I didn't realize I was stumbling in all this spooge talk. Yeah. <laughs> I just said I know I you, you'll know when the climax is. I, th- I thought <laughs> you said you listened to this podcast before. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get Erica in here because there is a lot of wrestling going on this week. This is uh, this is. Uh, as I'll say in the next segment, this is the week everything changes when it comes to pro wrestling. And we'll talk about it in the next segment of Nerd Radio. Make sure if you're downloading us on iTunes, make sure you give us a rate and review. Let us know what you think about the show. And um, follow us on social media, man, Nerd Radio 101. C- contact us. We love to interact with you guys. We had a guy just this week we were, that was asking about comic books. Yeah, like, yeah. That's one of my favorite start, things in the world. Start That's- listening to the podcast. He's a big Wolverine fan. So he wanted to know where to, what to, maybe we, do we have any suggestions for him? Maybe we can do that in, I, the, in the next segment real quick. I, so. I tweeted him quickly and, and told him, like, find Old Man Logan and uh, Enemy of the State. Both oh, cool. Mark Millar uh, yeah. Wolverine stories. Fantastic stories. And if you guys have at home, if you're a huge Wolverine fan and you've got a comic book that you think we should recommend, hit us up on Nerd Radio 101, man. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and now we're an email and a YouTube channel that you can <laughs> we, subscribe we, to. Now have email. We now have email. <laughs> We've joined 1995. <laughs> this is pathetic. Uh, are we still checking the uh, reviews uh, you mentioned on I, uh, Apple Podcasts? You like, know what? If you, I will pull them up right now. Okay. And we'll. Uh, we'll I want to say maybe if you leave a five star review, we might even read it here on the podcast. So. Yeah. I've, I figure we throw that out there. Maybe if you leave a terrible review. Say, the we'll the oh yeah. The, 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 the worse the review, the better the chance it'll get read. Right. Right. All right. We're gonna take a break. And come back with uh, Eric Bennis and some wrestling talk. It's Nerd Radio. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on backstagecountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. It's Wednesday night. Time for Nerd Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Radio on the podcast page WRAF.com. Also on the podcast page at Hit It L. <laughs> Rock 92.9 Rocks.com in Boston. Absolutely, as well as uh, on Twitch TV Wednesday afternoons at Give It To Me, James. Twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. And uh, real quick, 
Yeah. You, the podcast listeners just missed 10 minutes of 10 minutes wonderful conversation on Twitch. However, as I said previously, <laughs> we have a YouTube channel now. That's yeah. that's the kind of content that you that will live on on our YouTube channel at least until we break the standards and practices. <laughs> yeah. And they tell us we can't do that. Yes. Um we are joined Nerd Radio Red Band YouTube. <laughs> We are joined this week by my co-host on the One Fall Show and talk horror to me, Shawnee Constant. Hello. And uh, we are also joined uh, by Erica Menes for uh, this particular segment because this is our Squared Circle Roundtable. We're going to talk about some wrestling. We do this every now and again, but uh, it, it was very important that we do it this week because... This may be the most important week in pro wrestling. Am I am I being too dramatic, guys? Uh, in the 21st century, this is the most important week in wrestling. I'd agree to that, definitely. See, this does make me curious because I don't follow wrestling at all. Right. So I'm actually curious to hear, like, hear what made it such a big week and well, see if I care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. I right? know, no, I totally understand. And I, in, in I'm very talk, curious. I know you're curious, but knowing enough about you, you'd be like, Eh, still don't care. Okay, well. <laughs> but we care. I, either way, I will forget this conversation as soon as I walk out the door. That's so. fair. There we go. No, that's fair. Um, this, uh, the, the only time that wrestling has been, we've been saying it all year, ever since we knew that AEW was coming with a television show. And the only time that wrestling has been this competitive, well, I would say it was back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, when it was the Monday Night Wars between WCW and WWF. Uh, at the time, and now starting uh, tonight, as uh, as we record this on a Wednesday, uh, this is when the Wednesday Night Wars begin, because uh, tonight at 8 o'clock on TNT, AEW's first episode of AEW Dynamite uh, airs uh, head-to-head with uh, NXT over on the USA Network, mm. which is WWE's uh, essentially, their farm league people. Uh, at least when it started, this was the this was the where people would learn to wrestle in the WWE style, and then eventually move up to Raw or SmackDown. Over the last couple of uh, years, NXT has become nearly as important as Raw and SmackDown. If not, that was going to be my question. It was originally just a network show, wasn't it? Yes. yes right. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they had it on the WWE Network, but knowing that. Uh, you know, NXT, or AEW was going to have a television show. They wanted to have something on at the exact same time, at the, on the exact same night, and they were moving SmackDown to Fox on Fridays. Raw has always been on Monday nights, so they were like, you know what? We do this NXT thing on Wednesdays on the network, and it uh, does real big numbers. I bet we could just do it on USA. And that was going to be my next question is what the numbers are like, and even in the room, how important NXT is to the, to the three of you. Because I know I know Chuck just like from like in a comic book world, Chuck right. likes an off the beaten path comic because he's been collecting for so long. For sure, where I'm kind of a meat and potatoes guy, so I could see myself wanting to watch Raw, but not really caring about NXT. So I was just kind of curious, you know, where you if you guys differ from Chuck or if you guys are really in NXT as well. It's very interesting that you mentioned the whole meat and potatoes aspect because yeah. the way that they're advertising NXT, and I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, uh, all of their TV ads they're they're labeling it's like. No BS, this, that, and the other, which I'm like, okay, you're kind of burying your other product. I digress. Yeah. Uh, but like NXT has always been championed as like the wrestling fans brand within WWE. Mm. You know, like the true, you know, I mean, di- diverse uh, wrestling styles, um, you know, diverse characters. Uh, there's There seems to be a little bit more creative freedom, at least, you know, when it was on the network. 
Um, I admittedly I haven't because I've been kind of busy lately with things. I haven't been able to watch the USA product yet. I will eventually after I watch AEW because we are very much an AEW home. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, very much behind those guys as I'm sitting here in my Young Bucks t-shirts, actually wearing my Killing the Business shirt because you know, obvious the cameras, reasons. The cameras can't see that. Well, you are very small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Can the cameras I, see this? Yeah, they can absolutely see Actually, that. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> that not on camera. But we can see Steve Black in the background. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Hey, he hurt us! Yeah, there we go. No, no, he hurt you, loud ass. Come on. He hurt us! Good God. There we go. Um, Where was I before I gave Chuck the finger? Um, AEW household, you're going to watch AEW, then you'll check out the the NXT product. Yeah, whatever tonight's NXT show is like. The the AEW show, Dynamite is airing tonight for the, you know, its premiere episode is tonight, and before they even have gone to television, they've already made a difference in how WWE has presented their product before yeah. their show has even started. So for everyone that's, you know, pissing and moaning about, oh, I hope they fail, blah, blah, blah. No, you want this. You want them to be successful because the product from WWE has already improved before their television Absolutely. program has even started. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Like ever since it started getting close to TV time, the way they set up Raw every night, the way they set up SmackDown every night, it's... Much differently. It's not like a wrestler coming out and cutting a promo for 20 minutes. They'll come out. They'll start to cut a promo. Bam, it's interrupted. Bam, there's a match. Bam, you're excited and you're sucked in. And there's wrestlers that I don't give a crap about and that might offend some people. But to me, AJ Styles is not an interesting wrestler to me. He's like the nickelback of wrestling. <laughs> but I actually gave a crap about one of his Damn! matches. Oh, shut up. You don't know what that means. <laughs> shut the hell up, Al. Thank God. Sean, what are your feelings about tonight's... Uh, I'm you know? James Hype Man. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> my flavor flame. <laughs> you need a clock. different hat then. <laughs> what are your feelings, Sean, about uh, tonight's uh, the, the, the AEW versus NXT? I'm extremely excited as well. I think that, you know, since the uh, WCW essentially went away, WWE as it now is, uh, has owned the market share of the highest end um, production in wrestling. Well, that's created this influx of people who either um, flourished in Japan or in the Indies in America in a way that I think models the old regional promotions mentality where mm-hmm. people had to like travel from town to town sure. to make enough m- money throughout the year to, to justify that lifestyle. And it's really exciting to see this all culminate in this face-off essentially with NXT, uh, which has a huge stockpile of great talent that they've plucked out of uh, the indies and away from Japanese promotions. Um, New Japan is the one I think of. Yeah, New mm. Japan, Ring of Honor. Right. Um, and uh, I, I think that we're going to really find out if... So for people who may be a lapsed wrestling fan, I know that's one thing that the people at AEW have talked about a lot. Uh, I don't know that AEW is going to bring back the lapsed wrestling fan, but I think the profile may bring back some people. Um, seeing... SmackDown moved to Fox. You're seeing Fox uh, news stations throwing stuff up from WWE events in their entertainment news. And uh, I'm sure it's popping up in the actual sports uh, promotion on Fox as well. I saw it on <clears throat> during the Lions game there over the weekend. Yeah. 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 And so that's going to bring, you know, some people around. Now, is there enough talent? Is there enough ingenuity to. So professional wrestling is a fairly 
limited palette in the types of stories I can tell. And so when you have 10 hours of programming a week, you're sort of burning through those different story types at an accelerated rate. So is there enough character uh, in the performers to entertain a bigger audience than Raw and SmackDown have had for the last 15 years? I think that's what's really interesting to me. Mm. And that's something, too, to, to think about is that when, you know, at the height of the Monday Night Wars, you were essentially looking at uh, a Monday where you had two shows going head-to-head and then a Thursday where eventually where two shows were going head-to-head. But you only had somewhere in the neighborhood of like four to eight hours of programming to get through, whereas now the your the wrestling week essentially starts on Wednesday and ends on Monday because you've got the AEW NXT shows going head-to-head on Wednesday. Um, is Impact on Thursday, Impact Wrestling? Oh, fudge. Or am Tuesday. I just, I don't, okay, yeah. Tuesdays on Access, a- a- AXS. Okay, Access. so Thursday's kind of a dead day, but then SmackDown is on Friday. Um, Saturdays and Sundays typically can be any type of pay-per-view event, no matter you know whether it's Ring of Honor or... or um, you know, and New Japan or whatever like that. Sundays are typically WWE events, and then your your wrestling week essentially ends on Monday with Raw, and that's a lot of wrestling to watch. But it is also 2019, and there is multiple ways to watch that wrestling. You can essentially two hours after a show, even an hour after a show is off the air, just go on Twitter and see yeah. what you missed. It's a lot easier to to consume it all, all yeah. the content, because I know I, <clears throat> during the Monday Night Wars, that's when I was into wrestling, right. And I was a raw guy, so I would check out Nitro, but during commercial breaks. Yeah. You know, but now you can DVR, you've got all the recaps, you've got the network, and that it's a lot was, easier to kind of consume all of it if you have that desire. And that was something I forgot to bring up, too, is that we live in a, in a world with DVRs now, yeah. so it's very easy to just set the DVR for NXT, watch AEW, right. and then go back on the DVR and so watch NXT. Erica lives in an AEW house, so yes. they're going to watch that first, but, Absolutely. but NXT is sitting right. on a DVR to go watch it at her leisure. Yeah. Or, you know, because I think uh, the NXT show uh, on Thursdays will be available on the network. So I might just watch it on the network. Yeah, just make that your Thursday show. Pretty much. Mm. Um, Also, not only that, but like, I know there's definitely ways where they track DVR views. And I'm sorry, I want to put all my my support behind AEW and stack the deck as much as I can because. (laughs) Sure. You're going to leave things on the DVR long enough to go beyond their ability to track them? Well, no, I, I'm not even going to DVR NXT. Oh, excellent. I'm just okay. going to wait and wait until it goes to the network because we have the network. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Sure. So that's that's my nerdy way of trying to fight against just the monopoly that WWE has had. Right, and one of the things that we, we've even seen uh, with this past Monday's Raw, they changed the stage up a little bit, but Pyro is back. And that is definitely an, uh, something, that, an impact that has been had from AEW. It's well, funny because I never, even, I didn't even notice that the pyro was back. They no. lit off fireworks this week? They did. Oh, my God. They was, started the show with fireworks. Was there was awesome. a handful of wrestlers that came out and had fireworks in their intro. Uh, that hasn't happened in a long time, whether, you know, except for when it was SummerSlam or WrestleMania. I didn't even know it went away. <laughs> they, yeah, they decided to cut costs a couple of, almost a year or two ago. It was cost cutting? Yeah, they were like, well, we well they're not need... making enough money, so yeah. I guess. We'll, well, when, we'll you, save on the sparklers. When, when you traded have, company. Right. Well. When you've got Murdoch money and Saudi royal family money and competition, you'll figure out a way to put pyro in the budget again. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, that's just how it goes. Well, I don't think it's foolish to think that the pyro wouldn't be back if it wasn't for, okay, we got to make sure that we look way better than any other product. Absolutely. That they can, you know, that they can turn, turn the channel to. 
Have you uh, ever heard of like lasers? <laughs> lasers can do some pretty cool it's stuff. It's been a long time since they I used don't lasers, know that and it you always looks need cool. Fireworks. Wait, do you guys remember like they usually do this on pay per views and whatnot? But like they use like three D graphics like during entrances. Oh, and stuff. Yeah. It looks like a bucket of crap. Yeah, it does. And, look and, I, and like I think enough people finally complain. We're like, fine, we won't do the graphics anymore. We'll just get you know a bunch of smoke and sparklers. I always get nervous when they pull that stuff out for SummerSlam or whatever like that because you can see the the big machine that's on like the side of the ring so that they can project the thing so that on TV I can right. see the 3D thing and wrestlers always get real close to that thing and they're fighting and I'm like dude you, you guys know that's millions of dollars don't don't fight near that thing don't yeah. accidentally knock somebody into that damn it <laughs> just, just crazy is there um, going forward is there anything this week specifically uh, that you get, that uh, you guys are looking for as as far as like is there a, a specific wrestler showing up maybe uh, out of surprise is there maybe a specific story that you're looking for I know that uh, this Sunday is WWE's Hell in a Cell and we're going to get to see The Fiend versus Seth Rollins and I find that very fascinating because Bray Wyatt's character The Fiend has only had one match before now and it was at SummerSlam and obviously he beat Finn Balor in that match and I don't I don't know where this story goes. And those are my favorite wrestling stories is where I like can't be like, oh, obviously this is going to happen. But I'm looking at this one. I was like, Seth Rollins has been a whimpering baby. He's the champ, and he's been a whimpering baby for almost a month now whenever The Fiend shows up. Like, how does he win, I, how does he win this match? But how do you put a belt on a guy that you know only shows up for, well, Brock Lesnar? This is one of the biggest problems that the WWE has had for a couple of years now. Um, one thing is the flattening of the product because they put out so much and they have the PG restrictions that they've self-imposed. So everything feels very familiar. Uh, but also they, they have a problem with their the top of their card, a, a, a champion that really captures populist uh, opinion, I think. And I think that's what we're going to – to me, I'm with you and with Erica that Wednesday night is where it's all at. Um NXT has come out of the gate absolutely phenomenally. They've just absolutely nailed every minute that they've been on air, and I suspect that they're going to continue to do so because Triple H is very, very good at what he does. Um, the most interesting thing to me is not a certain person or storyline, but can AEW hold up to the hype is really what it's entirely about. Um, you know, If it turns out that a year from now the ratings have been so bad that they're not even a factor – then we're, we're as wrestling fans, we're going to stuck between watching a limping product in AEW and a WWE that's going to spend an inordinate amount of time bagging on the fact that they crushed AEW right sure. out of the gate. And it's so it's it's your classic David and Goliath story. It's your classic indies versus the mainstream story. And can AEW live up to the hype of the mainstream based on? The, the work that they've done. And, and I think that as far as in-ring talent goes, we know absolutely that's the case. I mean, they're, they are the best in the world. They, they, they will compete with anybody at NXT or above um, in the WWE, your, your SmackDown and your Raw, in terms of the athletics of the thing. But can they capture the um, this spirit on a larger scale? Or... Are the two hundred thousand ravenous people that we hear about who are constantly selling out their events the only people who care? And it turns out that it's a big giant dud. It's just me, you know, clapping for Orange Cassidy, where <laughs> the rest of the world continues to turn. Right. First of all, you and I are continuing to clap for Orange Cassidy. Thank you. Mm. 
but I mean, it's a very it's a valid point. But I mean, whenever AEW's had a pay per view show, whether it was Double or Nothing or All Out. Those programs were highly trending on Twitter, so it can't be just the same 200,000. There is more there. Obviously, only time will tell everything. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch SmackDown, though, just to see presentation-wise if it's going to differ from the product on Raw and from what it has been now that it is on Fox, now that it has the backing of all of their power, all of their presentation. Because I think that's been one of the biggest complaints, too, between about or just about Raw and SmackDown. They look the same. They're supposed to be two different brands, but it's like, okay, one's red and one's blue. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's about it. Uh, as far as champions go, um, if The Fiend doesn't win, I'm going to be furious. Okay. Uh, just because he's been... Bray Wyatt as just uh, before even the fiend when Bray Wyatt was a backwards cult person that was legitimately terrifying because backwards cult people are legitimately terrifying. Um, hey. He <laughs> <laughs> hey. well, I, they are. Um, he was booked properly, but he ran into a bunch of injuries. You can't really blame him for that. Um, but if they don't put the belt on him, what was the point of all of the buildup? Yeah. You had all of the Firefly Funhouse stuff. You had all of the, you know, moments with Mick Foley and and Lawler and and him showing up out of nowhere and then just just like just like a fart in church he loses. What would what would be the damn point? I'm sorry. Like it the time for him is now and if they don't capitalize on it they're friggin' stupid. Um I'm going out on a rant because now it's like now I'm like all like just worked up and I'm like why am I sitting in this chair I need to be walking around with the microphone like I'm Chris Rock in like a in a stand up special just pacing um it's it's all speculation right now but I can say one thing um I have a funny feeling Brock will because it's Brock against Kofi for the title on Friday on, on Friday, Friday. Night. Friday yeah. yep Brock is going to win and yep. I don't want it to happen I am bored with Brock Lesnar. He does not interest me at all. I know a lot of people really like the whole him throwing around uh, Rey Mysterio and Dominic, and they thought that I, it's been done. Like after after Dean Ambrose said, like the big reason why like Brock is the way he is is like Vince can own him. It's Vince's monster. That's how I see him now. He's not a threat. He's just a guy. He's a bully. Who, he's a bully who who gets a sweet-ass paycheck, and good on him for that. If I was making Brock Lesnar money, sure, I'll show up to wherever the hell you want me to show up. Right. But, like, I – there's no – he's not special anymore. He's just a jackass with a sword tattoo <laughs> who gets really overheated, like, after, like, two to three uh, German suplexes. He gets that really beat red look. Oh, yeah. I th- oh, shoot. Our friend Elizabeth calls him the angry ham. Yes! Yes, because I think... The- <laughs> I look the same way after two donuts, by the way. Well, I mean... You're, you're Those are sp- big donuts, Alex. You're a special little boy, though, so, uh, so we there, still love you I'm because also, of it. also rethinking my sword tattoo idea. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> You're going to look like a jackass. Well, yours yeah. is okay because you had the sword going into your butt crack. Like, it's your, your uh, sword you Imagine holster. if you just, like, stepped out with your first tattoo and you're showing it off. And it is the Brock Lesnar. wiener sword tattoo that he's got across my shirt back now. Sorry, guys. Snapping your suspenders and people are like, ooh, jeez. Really happy about that five minutes ago. 
James. I liked what I liked what uh, Brock was doing with Mysterio and Dominic because I think that he really works as a guy who comes out and just breaks things. I don't need anything else from him. I don't need um, him to have the title. I don't need him imp- impacting storylines. I like him as just this angry guy who doesn't uh, follow a script because he doesn't care enough to. Uh, if you're going to use him in that capacity. Um, but yeah, as far as it's, it looks like he's going to be a major title holder again. And that's where I say we have a problem here in that they don't have anyone else to break the ceiling of ratings problems they've had. There's nothing new that makes me believe that they're going to improve upon that. Now, will this week bring in this influx of new interest? I think that that could very well happen. And, um, that'll be interesting to see, but I think for people who may have been on the fence or people who enjoy wrestling but don't watch it all that much you cannot go wrong on the Wednesday right now if you watch either NXT or AEW I think you're going to be entertained if you just don't like wrestling I don't make it my business to try to convince people to because I get it (laughs) it's it's a hard pill to swallow but if you like the uh you know this idea of the the pageantry and the faux combat and the acrobatics and the just you know blowing off steam by rooting for something um uh, nonsensical. Uh, you're going to have a great time with either NXT or AEW, and I think you might be getting in on what is now going to be a first wave in a new movement of wrestling fans, and so it's kind of cool in that way. Yeah, kind of ground floor stuff. It's it's a reboot. It's the uh, you know the soft reboot. James, is there anything uh, do you have to add before we uh, wrap up here as far as wrestling this week? Not really. I got I got nothing. No. Yeah, I mean I'm excited. I'm excited for Hell in the Cell. I love Hell in the Cell. I think ever since uh you know Mick Foley got thrown off the top of the Hell in the Cell cage back. So in that's the day. a match I remember too. Yeah. yeah. And that sets yeah. the bar super high for every other Hell in the Cell that sometimes they don't live up to. Yeah, so I'm always excited for for that particular pay-per-view just cuz I love that event, but like now I'm no longer like in the mindset of trying to figure out where WWE is taking all these different storylines. I just like to watch Watch it play out. Yeah, just see what's going to happen. No, I agree. They're going to give the title back to Brock, which pisses me off. I love Kofi as the champ. Um, He was here in the building before SmackDown in Detroit. Yeah. One of the coolest guys. Um, I think he's great as a champ, and I thought it was what he did up against Randy Orton was good and fun to watch. I'm looking forward to see him taking on Brock in hopes that maybe Brock isn't going to win the title. But uh, And I'm also excited to see what they do with The Fiend. I think it'd be crazy to see him win the title so soon. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, where where do you go from here? You know, if he doesn't win, like, what's what was what was the point of it all? So it's exciting times. I'm excited to see what AEW brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any of their stuff because I'm too cheap. I'm too cheap <laughs> to buy the pay per view. My girlfriend would not allow me to do the bootleg ways of watching this stuff. Sure, uh, she's mm-hmm. too worried about going to jail. Probably mostly her going to jail. <laughs> you know, I could write a letter jail. or whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, um, whatever. I'm excited. It's, it's a it's a big week. I feel like The Rock's coming to He's Friday be on night SmackDown. for SmackDown. Yep. Are they going to set something up for him to go to Saudi Arabia? Because mm. I think, isn't that what they're doing with Hulk Hogan and yeah. Ric Flair? Yeah, that does make Those sense. Those two teams. He's probably going to come. There's going to be some weird little storyline that he'll be wrapped up in that. will get resolved in Saudi Arabia. He'll collect his $5 billion or whatever. I think whatever. he just gets straight jacked by The Fiend. I Actually, that, oh. I would love that. Oh. I would love that. That would be incredible. No, that would be the most amazing yeah. thing. That would be awesome if that were to, if that were to happen. So that would also create more hype for the Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Match on Sunday, right? Get some more subscribers to WWE Network, and Vince McMahon can go to the bank and cash a, a fatter check than he's already cashed. <laughs> right. 
Uh, so, and where's A on Wednesdays? AW is going to be on TNT. TNT. So, are you going to start watching it then, James? Or Wednesday night? Yeah, eight. I'm going. I'll, I'll be a regular watcher of that, and I'll, I'll probably flip between them and NXT. Um, are you I right enjoy, now involved in NXT at all? A or? little bit, not as much as probably like these guys. I watched okay. the first night it was on. And then, well, it's on uh, up against the mask singer, so <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to pick and choose a little bit. Well, um, you know, but it's always going to be available on the network, and you can tell like some of the wrestlers on NXT aren't as seasoned in the ring for sure as mm, yeah. the Raw superstars and the SmackDown superstars because you can see some stuff get missed. So that kind of brings me out of it a little bit. So you know, it's hard for me to suspend my disbelief yeah. when you see some of these moves get missed, and I I understand. They're not, you know, at the level as some of the raw superstars, right? And they're still entertaining to watch. There's still people I love. I love Velveteen Dream. I love the Bro Stallion. Like I still have my favorites <laughs> and everything. Um, but yeah, right now the it's name just alone, so, right there, Bro dude, Stallion, bro. Yeah, dude. Um, it, it's fun. Like there's a lot of good, uh, good things I think on the way for fans of professional wrestling. So it's exciting just to be able to be a part of it again because yeah. I wasn't into it uh, for a long time. I was in it into it like the Monday Night Wars, the Attitude mm-hmm. Era. Right. That was, it was exciting. And then, like I, I've said before in the past, I realized all the girls that I was trying to get to touch my wiener were not into <laughs> wrestling, so I had to put some stuff to the side. Um, and now that I ha- I'm with a girl who's into it, it's fun to get back yeah. into it and to be able to talk to her about it and she'd be into it. Yeah. Even though I found out that part of it is because there's a, a lot of the hunks that are – on the screen, yeah. What brought well, that's why you're into it too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got no problem with admiring a man with a great body, and I, I'll tell a man he's got a great body. Um, you know, I, I have no issues with that whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, I don't, there's nothing in particular that I'm like, I can't wait to watch and see. So I do hope they get rid of the stupid, the storyline with um, was it Mike Canellis's wife? Oh, Maria Canellis. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just, no. That and then like the Lana stuff, like the cuck stuff, like uh, oh boy. Like, um, like that stuff doesn't interest me whatsoever. So what? About, what how do you feel, Al? Is I was going to say, circling head, back you? from the be, from the beginning, where I was like, "Am I going to care about this?" Right. I'm still not interested in watching wrestling. I'll be honest. Right. However, I do completely understand why that you build this as being the biggest week in professional wrestling, at least for the 21st century. Because, and maybe that's because I was watching during the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. I remember that. So. Uh, but yeah, kind of as you you all covered in the beginning of this for the wrestling fan, whether you are into maybe you're not into AEW at all and you just don't care, right? Still enjoy it because competition is going to make WWE step up their game, and you're going to see some pretty spectacular things born out of the uh, the competition. So right. no, it is that's uh, for a wrestling fan. It's very exciting, and I do understand why it's such a big week. So. I was engaged by that conversation. Well, I think that... Uh, and I don't care, and I was engaged, so... <laughs> I think that uh, I, I hope... Congratulations that, to you all. I hope that we never have any competition, because the, the, don't raise the bar on us, please. Oh, God! <laughs> please do not raise the bar on myself, James, and Al. We, we can only do so much, you guys. But we appreciate... I'm just going to roll over and die on that one. I'm, we, just, I'm done. <laughs> we appreciate Erica and Shawnee. We appreciate you guys coming in to talk some wrestling with us this week. And as always, we appreciate you at home listening to us or watching us on uh, Wednesday afternoons on twitch.tv slash 
Checkpoint XP. And we usually do that right around 1130 on a Wednesday yep. afternoon. And you can check out the YouTube channel now for uh, stuff that you missed. You can get some <laughs> clips up on there. And, of course, we uh, encourage you guys to download the podcast. Let's talk about uh, one of the reviews on our podcast uh, over on Apple Podcast. Caracutie 21 says that she loves these guys. All right. We love you too, Caracutie All right. 21. Whose sister is that? <laughs> Says, Whose sister said that? Says, Mom downloaded iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> she said it's a great nerd podcast. You get to a lot of that's going on in the uh, nerd world. Funny and cool personalities. She's obviously talking about me. <laughs> well, I, I don't meet any of those criteria, so obviously, yes. <laughs> obviously, we all know how great at radio yes. I absolutely am. I'm because, just desperate for attention. As as I've said before, just the louder you splattering say, myself all over the internet. Back, desperate for attention. <laughs> yeah, desperation. The louder you say it, the more true it is. So I'm that, really sad! With that being said, <laughs> there's so many people out there. That Radio! Radio! Great. Oh, Radio. we need uh, to wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you guys next week. We got a week. therapy session to get to. Uh, make sure you hit us up on social media at Nerd Radio 101. Make sure you download the podcast, oh. giving us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. You, Kevin! Have a great weekend! Golden Radio. I know! See you later, nerds. And we're out. We Get it. We got Pepsi Man in the Twitch chat. We're a solid 8 we're out solid. of 10. We're solid 8 out of 10. <laughs> eight eight Pepsi eight Man. Let's see that, Jay. Yes! I love yes. it. He's only saying that because we gave him all that advice of where to sell his comments. I know. I'll that's how we got the, the extra four stars. I will take an 8 out of 10. <laughs> I would have uh, taken a 6 out of 10. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs>